what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. Whenever it was that you got saved, the Holy Spirit came into your heart. And the first thing that He did was bind up that sin nature and put it in a state of remission to where it's no longer active anymore. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2, move down if you will to verse 6, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power." And I want to continue this week with the message we started last week, Established in the Faith. If there was ever a time to get saved, ladies and gentlemen, it's now. Never before in history have we seen things like we have seen take place this year. With everybody scurrying about trying to figure out what are we going to do with the schools, how are we going to open them back up, the coronavirus situation being required now to wear a mask when you go in the stores. And I wish I could stand here today and tell you that things are going to get better. But I know what this book says. This book says that things are going to get worse and worse and worse. There are scientists and doctors right now that are working feverishly to come up with a vaccine for this virus. And one of the things that they are wanting to implement along with this vaccine is a way to track people. I want you to keep that in mind as I go into another thing that's going on right now, a coin shortage, and there's talk of a cashless society and all of this sort of thing. We're seeing things take place right now, ladies and gentlemen. And as you know, this is an election year. The world stage has been set and is still being set for the rise of the Antichrist. And when the Antichrist steps on the scene, 
Julie, if you will, pull up Revelation 13, verse 16. The Bible says he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in the right hand or in their foreheads, that no man might buy or sell, save he that have the mark, and the name of the beast, and the number of his name. Right now, you can't even go in some stores unless you got a mask. If this vaccine comes out, could it be that when it comes out, everyone is forced to take it? And if you don't take it, you can't go in the store and buy and sell and, as we normally do? It's getting us one step closer. Are you listening to me? For years now, they've had what is known as the biochip. It's about the size of a grain of rice that they can implant under the skin, and it'll have all your banking information on it, medical information. If you were in an accident and the paramedics are there, they can scan that chip in your hand or wherever it may be if you've got one of these things, and they can find out what medications you are allergic to whether you need insulin, and, and all your medical information can instantly be right there for the paramedics to help you in your situation. So it can be promoted as a good thing. We are very close to that. They have the technology now. All of these, ladies and gentlemen, are signs of the last days. Let me tell you this. Jesus Christ stands even at the doors to call his church out for the seven-year great tribulation to begin, for the Antichrist to step on the scene and implement his mark. And my friend, you do not want to be here when that time happens. And God has provided a way of escape. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes this morning about getting saved. Because it is very simple. And there is a many a one that have died and gone to hell. And they would love to be sitting here where you're sitting at this morning. But they have lost their opportunity. And they are there in that place of flames to burn and be tormented. Forever and forever. First of all, to be saved, you need to recognize that you are a sinner. Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 tells us, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. This goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. And you sit here this morning and you say, Well, Brother James, I ain't got a thing to do with Adam and Eve. That don't sound fair to me. How in the world can two people way, way, way back yonder, how in the world does that affect me today? Well, think about the story for just a minute. And incidentally, it's not just a story. It's the Word of God. They partook of a fruit that God said, don't eat of it, because in the day that you do, you will surely die. And what you eat gets absorbed into your bloodstream. And when they partook of that fruit, it so altered their body chemistry, so changed their bodies, that every single human being that would ever be born after that would have the sin nature. 
And every single person under the sound of my voice today, you have a sin nature. Going all the way back to Adam and Eve, there are no exceptions to this. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But wait a minute. Look at verse 24. Julie, if you will, put that on the screen. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Makes no difference who you are today. And it does not matter what you've done. You can be justified. What does that mean? Justified. It means to be saved. Means that you can stand before God one day and it's just if I'd never sinned. Justified. Just if I'd never sinned. And we're justified freely. It means you don't, you don't earn it. There's nothing you can do to, to pay for it. It is a free gift of God and He gives it to you through and by His grace, through and by His Son. Jesus Christ, the blood that he shed. And if you look there in that verse, it talks about the blood. Justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Redemption. What is that? Redemption carries the idea of a person being up on an auction block of slavery. And somebody stepped up and paid a price, and now the person that paid that price owns the slave. Every single one of us in this room, at one time or the other, you were a slave to the sin nature. And you were up on the auction block of sin. And Satan had the highest bid, but ownership was transferred way back at Calvary because Jesus Christ paid the price and the Bible says the wages of sin is death Jesus Christ paid the price for your redemption he bought you off that auction block you now belong if you're saved this morning you now belong to Jesus Christ you no longer belong to the devil and the devil's got no business in your health he has no business in your finances he has no business with your children he has no business in the church he has no business with anything because you now belong to God you are a child of God Glory to God. There is redemption in Christ Jesus. And it's only through Jesus Christ. Why? Verse 25. He is the one whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. What is that? What does that mean? A propitiation. It means an atoning victim was sent to pay the price. And Jesus Christ is the only one who could pay that price. Like I said, the wages of sin was death, and Jesus paid that price with his own blood. And look at what it says, through faith in his blood. Peter said it was precious blood. Why the blood? As we stated a few moments ago, all sin came about 
because of the fall way back in the Garden of Eden. Man has the ability to procreate. And because of what they did back then, it's been passed down the generation to generation. But Jesus was not a result of natural procreation. He was not a result of Mary and Joseph. Matter of fact, if Jesus were standing there and Mary and Joseph were standing there and you could see them today, you you would not see any facial features of Mary or Joseph in Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, if you could do a DNA test today on Mary, Joseph, and Jesus Christ, there would be nothing linking Christ back to Mary and Joseph because when the conception took place, God spoke everything that was needed for Christ to exist in this world. He spoke it into Mary's womb, the virgin birth. And Jesus Christ came forth because of that virgin birth. He did not have a sin nature. And he was able to live a perfect life, which made him fit to be a perfect sacrifice. Going back to that price that was paid, and that price that was paid was his blood because it was precious blood. Glory to God. Through faith in His blood. In order to be saved today, you've got to believe that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary. He lived a perfect life. He died on Calvary's cross and rose from the grave three days later. And the resurrection is proof of His perfect life. You have to believe that in order to be saved. To declare his righteousness, again, Romans 3.25, righteousness. The Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags, which that leaves us in bad shape because the Bible says without holiness no man shall see God. And there is no holiness in James Pierce. As I look out across this congregation, nobody in here has any holiness, any righteousness that God will accept which leaves us in bad shape. We are bankrupt before God. So how do I get holy? How do I get righteous? By faith in Jesus Christ and what He did for you at Calvary. You see, the transfer was made at Calvary. When you place your faith in Jesus Christ, who He is, the Son of God, and what He did, died on the cross for our sins. When you place your faith in that, He takes your sins and He gives you His righteousness. To declare His righteousness for the remission of sins. The word remission means forgiveness. He forgives you through the forbearance of God. That's the latter part of verse 25. That means that God just put up with your sinful lifestyle till you come around and accepted Him. This morning... God's invitation is being given to you. There are some of you under the sound of my voice right now. God's given you a chance. He's given you an opportunity to get saved. What are you going to do with that opportunity? I want to pray right now. And I'm going to ask this congregation to pray this prayer right along with me today. It's a sinner's prayer. If you're listening to me this morning and you're not saved... 
and you would like to be saved, repeat this prayer after me today. Now, just saying some words is not going to save you. But if you'll believe them in your heart, the Bible says that God will save us. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, says that if we will confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus and shall believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, then we shall be saved. So I'm going to ask this congregation, if you will, this morning to repeat this prayer after me to help those out there that may be listening this morning and you want to be saved. And say it and believe it with all your heart right now. Dear God in heaven, I come to you as a lost sinner. I'm sorry for my sins, the things I've done, the life I've lived. Please forgive me, wash me, cleanse me. With your precious blood. I realize in my heart. My need of salvation. Which can only come. Through Jesus Christ. And what he did at the cross. Right now. I accept Jesus Christ. As my personal Lord and Savior. In obedience to your word, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. In my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and he is alive. And you said in your word that whosoever shall call, Upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And right now, I have called upon your name. And I believe I am washed, I am cleansed, I am saved. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm believing that there are some of you out there listening to me by radio right now. You just prayed that prayer with me, and you meant business with God. You need to anchor that in, and you need to call somebody. You need to tell somebody. The Bible says that if we confess Him before others, then He will confess us before the Father. If we deny Him before others, then He will deny us before the Father. You need to tell somebody today that you got saved. And if you got saved, pray in that prayer with me this morning. Just give me a call. The number is 252-299-4234. I want to hear about it. and Pray with you and talk with you a little bit. Now, here's the question. Now that I'm saved, now what? It's time for you to get established in the faith. Now, let's go back to Romans chapter 3 and verse 25. And I want to zero in on that part where it was talking about the remission of sins. The remission of sins. As we stated The word remission means to have forgiveness of sins. But in the medical field today, the word remission means that perhaps someone has a cancer. 
and they take chemo or radiation or some kind of treatment is given and that cancer goes into a state of remission, which means the cancer is there, okay, but it's no longer effective. It's no longer active like it once was and affecting the person and so forth. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior a few minutes ago, and maybe there's some of you, you've been living for the Lord longer than that. Whenever it was that you got saved, the Holy Spirit came into your heart. And the first thing that He did was bind up that sin nature and put it in a state of remission to where it's no longer active anymore. Okay, And it'll stay in that state of remission as long as you take the gospel. The gospel. That's what Jesus said. He said, if you're going to come after me, and this is Luke 9, 23. He said, if you're going to come after me, you're going to have to deny yourself. Now, he won't talk about denying putting sugar in your coffee. Or denying, you know, eating a candy bar every day or whatever the case, deny yourself. He was talking about denying those things that are indicative of being a human being. Denying your own strength, ability, talent, education, uh, whatever it is that one could place their faith in that is indicative of a human being to try to save you or sanctify yourself or try to live for God. You cannot live for God through and by the means of the flesh, through and by your own ability. You have to deny all of that. And he said, take up the cross daily. Take up what Jesus Christ did for you at Calvary, even on a daily basis, every day. When you get up, you go before the Lord and you say, Lord, I cannot within my own strength, ability, and talent, I cannot be what you want me to be. I cannot attain unto that within myself. But Lord, I'm believing in what you did. You did it for me. And I'm taking it up by faith right now. And Lord, let your Holy Spirit work within my life to keep that sin nature in a state of remission. I want you, Lord, to have control over my life. And you follow him, which means he's up front and you're behind. See, the problem is a lot of people get saved and then they want to take the wheel and then they want to do their own thing. And you can't do that. You have to step back and let the Lord do the leading and do the guidance. And let me say this. What needs to be done in your life is not going to happen overnight. It's going to take some time. But you're going to have to take that gospel every day. You take it up by faith. Faith in Christ. Who He is and what He did. As long as you do that every day, the power of the Holy Spirit will be released in your life. And He'll change you. He'll clean you up. You see, as a child of God, you have your position in Christ. And then there is your condition in Christ. Your position and your condition. What is that? Out here in front of this church we have a sign. That sign is in the same position it was last week. It has not moved. And throughout this past week the conditions around that sign changed. 
At night time, it lit up, if it's working right. During the day, it was hot. During the night, it cooled off a little bit. It got wet sometimes. Sometimes it was dry. Understand, the conditions were constantly changing, but its position is still right there. You've got to make up your mind that you're going to follow Jesus Christ and you're going to stay the course. It does not matter what the conditions are around you. It does not matter who gets voted in in, in November. It does not matter what COVID-19 does. It doesn't matter if school opens up or not. It doesn't matter if I get laid off tomorrow or not. It does not matter what comes down the road. I'm going to stay in this position right here of being in Christ. I'm going to follow Him despite what comes you got to make up your mind. I'm anchored. I'm rooted. And that's what Paul was talking about. you got to get rooted and built up in Christ and established in that faith. See, your position is in Christ Jesus. But now, your condition is constantly changing. But the position is still right there. No matter what happens around you, you're not going to allow those conditions, whatever conditions they may be, to change your position. Why? Because you got rooted and grounded. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.